0: Welcome to Run With It, Canada's running fitness and health program. On this month's episode, we have the sports doctor is in segment, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's go to my conversation with professional hockey player, Brock McGillis. Check this out. I'm excited to have with me today as my guest, Brock McGillis, who is the first openly gay men's professional hockey player and also a leading advocate in the LGBTQ space. Brock is here today to talk about his tour, the culture shift tour and welcome Brock.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah. So are you in Winnipeg right now on your tour?
1: I'm actually not. It just so happened. I'm I'm supposed to be, Um, Okay. all the teams that booked in, in Winnipeg ended up choosing the same two days so i'm actually talking to 10 teams in two days uh, which is going to be interesting and a lot of work but it meant i had my first days off in over a month so i was excited to come home and do laundry and get some (laughs) sleep and see my partner so it's it's been nice to kind of decompress for a few days
0: yes like to recharge your batteries right and you're on the road for a month and so I I wanted to um, you know talk about the tour and now the tour is a hundred minor speaking to sorry a hundred minor hockey teams in one hundred days is that correct yes yes, yes. so um, so tell us about the tour like what's the uh, your inspiration for starting it and the message.
1: I think it started because, I i mean, it's always something I want to do, but ultimately, I've always heard, well, you can't be everywhere when talking about the work I do. It's like, well, you can't be everywhere. And I found that so dismissive that it was sort of like, well, I got proof to you I can be everywhere. <laughs> and here I am going everywhere I possibly can. Um the goal of the tour is to create welcoming environments for everybody. And I'm using my story about being gay in hockey as, as a gateway to have conversations about becoming shift makers and creating welcoming environments, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, disability, um, n- not being able to conform or fit into the culture or whatever it is. I think the premise and, and the ways to create shifts are all fairly similar. So, the goal is to create those environments where anyone and everyone feels like they belong in the sport.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, how does it feel that you made this happen? Right. I mean, you're, you know, you finish in Toronto, right? Is that yes. when the tour ends, but how has it been so far? And it must feel like, Oh, I started this and it just feels like, you know, there's a, uh, uh, you know, I'm certain great feedback, right? Positive feedback.
1: There, uh... It's funny because I think in the midst of it, I I haven't fully processed how enormous it is. I think that will be post-tour. I'll have some time to decompress and go, wow, I did that. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's just everything. Like, my days have been, um, like, there's been some days where I'm up at four in the morning and back and and doing press starting at five and then back at a hotel by midnight and um, going through all that has been challenging and exhausting. And, and I think I just haven't had that second to take it all in and be fully present with it. And when I have a moment to do that, I think I'll, I'll reflect back and be like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool that we've, the, the the comments, the feedback, everything has been so wonderful and positive though. So that, that in the moment makes me go, okay, it's working. It's doing what I intended to do. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I've seen on, um, on social media, I think Instagram it's like, you were saying that, you know, you're going on all these media tours and getting up so early and it just takes like a lot of fuel and, but you are you are striving to you know to create a space no matter what your gender is, your sexuality or your race and and it's you know, I just think it's just wonderful what you're doing and congratulate you as well. And but I wanted to um, ask you when did you was it 2016 that you, you know, you wanted to say that you're gay. Is that correct?
1: It's when I chose to come out publicly. I was out right. in my private life prior to, but I, I came out publicly and with the hopes of, you know, empowering myself and, and maybe helping some people. Yeah. I came out publicly in November, 2016. Um, I was 33 when I came out.
0: 33. Publicly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. 33. So with, um, with hockey culture, like, is it is it getting better slowly? Like the the culture, how um, you know with um, you know pride tape and 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 you know and so forth. I,
1: I think we're getting there. I think it's a slow process. I think it's one of, if not the most insular cultures. Um, I. do believe that it's it's slow moving we will get there i think the next generation is far more inclusive in terms of thought i don't know if their language and behaviors match their thoughts and i think that's where we're at um but ultimately it's it's going to be a process and it's going to be uh years and years of work but we're slowly evolving
0: yes And accepting yourself, right, for who you are. And um, like when you go on tour, like it's going to the minor hockey, high school um, minor hockey teams rather, you know, can you share some of the feedback from the students?
1: The kids are great. I mean, I've had uh, engagements where you know, players will stick around for an hour after and just talk. Mm. And these are 16-year-old hockey boys. Um, I had I received an email from a mom in Vancouver, and, and one of her son's friends came over and was telling her that uh, I may have changed the way he saw the world and changed his life. And there's been a lot of instances like that. We had an incident in, in uh, Calgary where... A kid was targeted by his teammates, um, and they did some not okay stuff. Mm. But the player came up to me after the session, and he's like, you inspired me to tell them how it made me feel. So we actually, I went back in with the team with that player and facilitated him sharing how he felt. And we've had this over and over and over, and it's been pretty rewarding to see. um that the feedback has been so overwhelmingly positive and people are really receptive to it um it's I'm, I'm sure there's people that you know maybe aren't and that's okay too that's their right and their choice and and whether i disagree with them or not it's it's their life and i can't you know control that ultimately the goal is is to share impact and you know impact of our language our behaviors attitudes and and then it's up to them to follow their moral compass
0: mm-hmm. um brock what is next for you like after the tour <laughs> a,
1: a little vacation i'm gonna go somewhere warm and and sleep on a beach chair for a week And then after that, I don't know, there's so much I want to do. I want to do this annually across Canada and also an American version. I I think that would be at the forefront. I want to, um, I've written a number of TV shows. I I want, you know, and I'm talking to some production companies about those. I want to get those off the ground. I I want potentially a podcast as well. And just looking to, do things that are, that fuel me, whether it's fun stuff or advocacy activism work and, and combining the two in a way that, you know, isn't so rigid and serious and where we can have a good time and engage. And um, that's sort of the next step, I think, for me, is finding ways to continue to, you know, share messages on larger scales
0: if people do want to get involved, I should say, how can they do that?
1: In terms of, uh, you know, my work, uh, I did start a charity. I'm, I'm one of the founders of a, a charity that launched last year called the alphabet sports collective. And they can go there if, you know, anything with my work, if they want to be involved in some capacity or, or just engage with it, um, they can find me on social media brock mcgillis 33 on all social media channels or through my website brockmcgillis.com and yeah it's it's an easy way to sort of get in touch and engage yeah,
0: no, thank you so much and so much for your time and is there anything else you'd like to add brock
1: no thank you thank you for amplifying the tour and and i'm excited get to winnipeg and then in the new year montreal ottawa and toronto and and finalize this thing that i've never seen happen before and and you know um, hopefully help people
0: yes thank you so much again and um i like for you to come back
1: yeah anytime just reach out anytime i'd love to
0: excited to have back on the show Dr. Bob Weil, known as Dr. Bob, who is a respected podiatrist, sports podiatrist, and ready host of The Sports Doctor. Dr. Bob is back on the show, as I said, for The Sports Doctor is in segment, and he's going to be talking about how to keep your New Year's resolutions, and we're actually in a new year, a new beginning, so
2: Welcome, Dr. Bob. Uh, Christine, it's always great to be with you. I'm trying to remember if it's three or four years or more that we have uh, sometimes uh, uh, traded radio shows. And uh, again, the, the whole topic of sports, medicine, fitness, and wellness. And so, yes, a happy new year to everybody. Happy 2024. Time does fly, doesn't it? Uh, and, and yes, the importance of having some fitness goals, some health and wellness goals are so important, such a positive, whether you are a super senior, whether you're a great athlete yourself or their coach or their parents. And we want to share some hints uh, with ways to stick with it. I'll give you a little funny story to start it off, but, uh, every year for decades, this time of year. I would have on somebody in the fitness club industry, uh, for years, somebody from my own fitness club, health and wellness, Edwards Health and uh, Wellness, whether it was the program director or the CEO, et cetera. And they would talk about the tremendous influx of new members and excited new members you know, with their new year's resolutions. And then ironically, they'd say, and now if I'm on the show three months later, sometimes I will end up telling you that we see the same faces again why is it so difficult for people to stick with what they wanted to do? So we want to share some great bullet points um, to make it easier. And the number one is, is find an activity you enjoy. Um, it's hard to beat walking, including the family, including uh, whomever you might want to include. And again, if the, one of the safest, most effective activities uh, is walking as far as weight control, mental health, uh, again, all sorts of physical aspects. Uh, and, and, uh, so that's one of the things that we use as an example, uh, the explosion of pickleball, uh, the explosion of mind body activities, you know, it's new activities like yoga, which has been around for maybe whatever, three, 4,000 years, find something you enjoy Don't look at it as a chore, look at it as one of the smartest, most effective decisions. It's hard to find somebody who's exercising, who's aggravated or pissed off. Almost always that time is a good vibe that we have. So again, it's a great way uh, to get started. Don't put undue pressure on yourself. Sometimes we can goal ourselves into oblivion with uh, being so aggressive, relax, enjoy starting or continuing some good habits. And uh, again, uh, it's a very, very positive thing. The earlier you teach health and wellness to your children or grandchildren, uh, the earlier you look in the mirror and say, oh, by the way, (laughs) I've got to pay attention You know, you can't turn on your television, Christine, without every five minutes seeing a diet program Mm -hmm. or every five minutes seeing a drug program. Uh, And we are still battling big time in both our countries, obesity and childhood obesity. Big, big problem. So you and I both want to continue to raise awareness want to continue to add to the education side and try to make some positive changes. Um, and this is a big part of my show where I have experts on in all areas. Uh, and this is a big one, the mental health part of your new year's resolutions.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, and the thing too, like you, we talked about the new medicine, right? Move more, eat smarter and Um, you know, just be a healthier you.
2: And Well, yes, you got it right. You're two thirds. Yes. Number one, eat smarter. And that means allow yourself to be educated without pressure of one diet or another. Uh, Just pay attention, eat smarter. Keep moving. Number two, whatever that is. Number three is reduce stress. Pay attention to rest and recovery. It's such a big deal. Yes. that's just is. not news to any of us, uh, what stress, the world of social media, 24-7 news. Uh, it's a new world, and it's uh, you got to pay attention.
0: Yes, and it's going back to the basics. The thing, too, is that for those um, listening and watching, you know, it's never too late to start. And you may be a runner or a seasoned runner, but then you got injured. And I'm... I have to say I'm guilty. I I would think walking was not something I wanted to do, but I have embraced walking into my program. And I think that, you know, as you said, it's a great, um, it's low impact and it's good to burn calories.
2: Absolutely. Somebody might enjoy the gym with all of their different activities. Uh, I've gone to the gym semi forever to add in. Uh, I'm a big fan of circuit training which is to use different parts of the resistance training has been shown to be effective for 90-year-olds. This surprised a lot of people, uh, as well as, for instance, kids or youth uh, yoga. One of my favorite guests, Teresa Power, uh, who organizes every April uh, Kids International Yoga Day. Mm -hmm. And I think 50 countries participated where they have a day and they learn about uh, the benefits of both the mental and the physical side, uh, of, of the kids. So again, the point is, it's so, so important to, um, be aware of, uh, the the fact that, um, you know, 80 is the new 60 and 60 is the new 40 and aging is a big deal, um, for all of us. People want to stay healthier as best they can. They want to stay active And what's interesting is we throw in a sport like pickleball, which has been a big challenge uh, for uh, the senior population who thought they could jump right in. And, uh, you know, it's a physical sport. So you want to be smart and you want to just pay attention and set some goals that you can realistically uh, enjoy is an interesting uh, uh, connection. You know, can you enjoy the goals you set? Uh, and, and this is something that, um, uh, a lot of my guests who are in the sports psychology or psychiatry <laughs> or mental coaching area, uh, pay, uh, you know, big, uh, attention to, um, or you don't, you know, you don't stick with it and you then, uh, blame yourself and you start getting aggravated that you didn't achieve the goals or, or whatever. So, uh, had some good sense. Pay attention christine to your physical history if you've had a history of problems pay attention to it whether you i can't tell you how often if we would just get in the right shoe for your foot mechanics it would help you or the fact that the feet affect all the parts of the body and often you know if you have a cry here's my pearl for the day with the sports doctors in everybody if you have a persistent or a chronic lower extremity problem you're back Your hips, your knees, your feet, ankles, pay attention to your feet. Include Mm -hmm. podiatry. Uh, There's no more important area, especially if we see somebody as a a runner a jogger. And again, if they're dealing with an injury or a history of injury, the fact that they add walking as a nice compliment. Hey, listen, allow your knee concerns to calm down. Walk for a few weeks. Don't try to push through it. Um, very often, Christine, somebody ignores a overuse problem, mm-hmm. whether, again, it's plantar fasciitis with their feet, whether it's a chronic hip or knee. And sometimes we see people in the sixties and seventies, they wonder why their knees wore out or the hips wore out and these joints were replaced. And maybe we should have been paying attention when they were adolescents. Does the kid have flat feet? Does he have high arches? What's his alignment like? So... People need to take into effect their medical history before they jump into an activity. Uh, And uh, this is, again, something that is very, very important. You know, fall prevention. You know, people my age in their 70s and older, this is a huge area today. Senior citizens and super seniors uh, trying to prevent falling uh, when they've got that susceptibility. So your history or your parents or grandparents or your children's. History uh, is is important many times to touch base with a physical therapist, personal trainer. Make sure the activity you're getting involved in, you know what you're doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Be educated.
0: Yes, yes, find the proper program. And you talked about very important to have the right equipment. So if you're gonna be starting up running, then you wanna get into a, a proper shoe or tennis, a court shoe basketball, the list goes on. But for those who perhaps started, because we're now into January, early January, um, they may be thinking, oh, I don't really like to run now. It's okay. You can choose another activity. The key is to choose something you like. Oh, absolutely.
2: To- you know, we might see somebody's doing the home program. You know, again, I, I, I tell everybody, it's a chapter in my book, Hashtag A Sports Parents, an essential guide for any nice. parent with a child in sports. Uh, I talk about these two essential exercises or exercise groups to include. Whatever you do, strengthen your feet and ankles and strengthen balance. Whether you're a runner, whether you're a tennis player or a pickleball player or you're a walker or whatever you happen to be or your kids are in v- whatever this sport is, you want to include that. You want to include working on balance and we want to include strengthening uh, you know, again, the, 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 feet and ankles, and we want to pay attention to rest and recovery. We, again, you're a runner, you are a competitive runner. One of the biggest hassles I had with runners was they wouldn't back off and they wouldn't allow their body time to heal. And this is important because you could end up with a serious problem, stress fracture, for example, because you didn't back off. Now we've got to cool it for two months. There are all sorts of, again, I I happen to believe that triathletes were born by injured runners (laughs) because two of the big-time activities that we would recommend as sports doctors for a runner dealing with an injury was swimming and biking. So the idea that biking, again, put much, much less stress on the joints and the body was non-weight-bearing, so was swimming. Uh, These were things that you could substitute – And it didn't take long for the athletes and everybody to say, hey, guess what? Let's have a competition. We'll call it a triathlon. Uh, And uh, I think that's one of the myths that go behind sometimes how these activities uh, started. But, you know, runners are famous for being some of the best educated sports patients that I would see over the years. They come in with their journals and all of their different questions. (laughs) Why And and, uh, again, the idea was people would think that uh, still to this day, people think more is better. Mm -hmm. So give yourself an opportunity to pick an activity that you have a good chance to stick with. Educate yourself uh, if necessary. Get a physical. Make sure it's safe for you physically to get involved in a new activity. Again, if pick a ball is what you're interested in, Uh, then you want to strengthen your body before you jump in. Pickleball is physical. It's like tennis and racquetball. You're changing direction. You're running forward. You're moving back and forth. And to this day, over 55 is a very big part of the age group of uh, people starting pickleball. Uh, And uh, this has led to all sorts of – many of my doctor friends have written about this. Again, I wrote an article, Christine, in 2021 in Lower Extremity Review about this very topic before most of America didn't know how to spell pickleball, let alone what they were. It's the fastest growing sport in the country. It's, it's a phenomenon. Uh, but you got to be physically fit to play. No one says you have to be a superstar, but you absolutely have to pay attention your lower extremities, as well as your shoulders and your arms and, and everything else, if you're going to be uh, running around a pickleball court, uh, like we would say in the, uh, uh, in the past.
1: Yes.
0: And you know, Dr. Bob, for those who want to get in touch with you, where would they go?
2: You know, my website, even though we're behind on radio shows, but you can go back five, 10 years. If you go to sportsdoctoradio.com, you can read all sorts of history regarding the uh, radio show, Uh, you can read, uh, go to newspaper uh, articles and magazines. We have lots of participation by MVP Parent Magazine, Lower Extremity Review, uh, lots of articles on all sorts of different information, finding out uh, all sorts about the radio shows. And again, if you do go to radio shows, you can go back and see international, national, local guests. You've been on at least a half a dozen times over the years. Endless topics, in these areas. And then you can pick and choose whatever you'd like. Again, but we enjoy my segments, the sports doctors in with uh, run with it. So we always look forward to these segments, Christine, and keep up your good work.
0: Thank you, Dr. Mom. I can't wait for next month.
2: Good to see everybody. Thank you. Happy New Year.
0: Thanks for watching. If you have a question or comment about today's episode, go to our website, runwithit.ca. Until next time, run with it. Run With It is sponsored by Mallory's Fashion Network, the Rio Theater, and Craft Hair Academy.